We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it's week 13 of this NFL season, and the 7-4 and four Ravens have pretty much shown us that they're capable of both beating anyone in the league and also losing to anyone in the league. Yeah, which certainly opened the door for an interesting contender versus pretender debate by an ESPN panel. More on that discussion just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett with Sarah Ellison. It's Wednesday, November 30th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. It's time that we, and by we I mean former Steeler Ryan Clark, hold Baltimore's defense accountable for what we saw unfold in the fourth quarter Sunday in Jacksonville. Plus, Michael Vick, of course the player a young Lamar Jackson modeled his game off of, weighed in on how he would handle the situation number eight finds himself in in Baltimore. We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, Wednesdays are typically the days we take a closer look at what national media are saying about the Ravens. And as you would imagine, there has been plenty of content and takes out there this week. Yeah, partner, there has been absolutely zero shortage of content surrounding this team in recent months. And while I'm not a fan of the contender versus pretender debate specifically, an ESPN panel of Michael Irvin, Dan Orlovsky, and Stephen A. Smith made for good conversation on Tuesday, so let's pick it apart. Yeah, let's do it. But before we do, why do you dislike the contender versus pretender debate game? It's always a fun game, Bobby. I'm really embracing my inner Grinch this time of year, huh? <laughs> Jeez. But no, I think it's because of how often things change in the NFL week to week. And specifically for these Ravens this year, you could make a legitimate argument that five to 10 total plays have been the difference in their four losses. That's how close they've been to being undefeated. So Sunday's loss to Jacksonville marked their third game this season in which they lost with fewer than 15 seconds left. So I just find it very hard to predict or specify contender versus pretender. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, you're no fun, including when we do our prediction uh, <laughs> predictions for the game. So now we're adding another one that you're just a humbug about. But all right. But anyway, there are so many different angles to take to properly describe what's been their season through 12 weeks. 
and they're all wild. Like, there have only been four teams in NFL history to have led by more than one possession in each of their first 11 games, and this team is one of them. Yeah, we could clearly go on and on with all of this, but let me get to the ESPN debate, and we'll kick things off with Dan Orlovsky, who is still all in on the Ravens as he has been for a while now. They're bona fide contenders. Bonafide. There, there is the reality that late in football games, they somehow give it away. They, they, they like wait for the opportunity to lose the game. This is their third multiple score, fourth quarter lead loss. They've actually had, f- I mean, yesterday they were up by nine. So it's almost four double digit losses that only have nine, yes. gone away in the fourth quarter. Lamar's oh. the only quarterback in the league that has more than one of those. There's four of them technically almost double-digit losses. This is a great football team that does not play great when it matters the most. Here's the reality. They miss Rashad Bateman big time on offense. Mm-hmm. Big time. Because yep. early downs, they're only throwing the ball to Mark Andrews, really. They can't push the ball downfield anymore. Lamar gets locked on him. First and second down, he's not willing to take some checkdowns to get the ball out of his hands. Missed touchdown early on. You said a lot of things, but you said they're <laughs> contenders now. You're they are. You're, you're they talking are. like they're pretending. Because, because I'm just saying, I need still, your mouth in you. There's, there's still seven and four in a phenomenal conference, right. in a very strong division. And I, I've said this for two months now. They haven't played a B game. They're a seven and four football team that has played C. Yeah, you got to respect Dan for sticking to his guns because he's been a Baltimore believer for months since the beginning of the season. And I think he makes a great point, Bobby. We haven't seen anything close to A-level football from this team, and yet they sit in an awfully good position, all things considered. They do, but man, some of these trends we've seen develop on both sides of the football have been discouraging, and that's probably why the playmaker, Michael Irvin, is not buying in whatsoever. Is this what I look like? When I'm talking about the Cowboys and with, with love, you know, Dan, because everything you say it says that they're not they're not contenders, but you're you're saying it with such love and passion for them makes it sound like they are contenders. Lamar Jackson went in the last week with six touchdowns in the last seven games. He's the leading rusher for this football team, a team that is based in running that really can't run the ball because they've got too many injuries and Dobbin and Edwards with sure. hamstring in the knee. You got an offense. You got an offense. That, 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 that can't win you games. You got a defense that can't stop offenses late in the game. I don't see how you get a contender out of this. I don't even see Lamar with those beautiful runs that we used to see. Lamar, was, I, I used to see a highlight a week. All I'm hearing now, the first three games, he jumped out, bam, 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 three touchdowns in all three games. He looked like we were like, get that man his money. Get that man his money. These last, years, the last seven games, yeah, one, two double touchdown games in the last seven games. You know, this team had been talking about it, worried about it. We've been talking about this passing game forever, forever. Lamar ranks 25th or lower in all major statistical categories in the passing game. This team is a pretender. Got to say, Sarah, Irvin lost me when he started counting Lamar Jackson's touchdown numbers. That has never been an accurate way of measuring his effect on games. We both know that. And... While we can both probably agree that those special sports center top 10 play-esque runs have been few and far between this season, the dude is well on his way for yet another 1,000-yard season on the ground with 755 rushing yards 
through 12 weeks of football, 11 games, of course. So look, this team has given us all plenty of reasons to be concerned and not really not believe at times. But the sole fact that they haven't yet revealed their full potential and still sit atop the division, to your point, with some key players hopefully returning in the coming weeks, that's enough for me to feel confident that this group is still a contender not a pretender. All right. Still to come here on The Vault, former Steeler Ryan Clark took direct aim at the Ravens' defense and did not mince words. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So there's been a lot of talk about what went wrong on offense in Jacksonville with dropped passes, penalties, and off-target throws by Lamar Jackson. But at the end of the day, the offense did score on its final possession and gave the team a lead with about two minutes remaining. So while all the criticism is fair from the first three and a half quarters, the offense did get it done in the end, partner. Yeah, and Bobby... Uh, That's totally right. And in fact, I tweeted something very similar to that earlier this week. I highlighted that Lamar Jackson led an 85-yard touchdown drive there at the end that featured a 62-yard completion, a 9-yard run on his own, a 12-yard touchdown pass completion, and then a two-point conversion. So seeing the offense be able to deliver in crunch time, despite nothing seemingly working smoothly at all previously to that, That's a great asset to have when adversity hits later on. Now, meanwhile, the defense has the complete opposite problem. That unit seemingly plays well for three and a half quarters or just three quarters and then suddenly collapses when the pressure is on. So Lamar picks it up when the pressure is on and then the defense collapses when the pressure is on. And so Sunday marked the fourth time this season that the defense gave up a two possession lead in the fourth quarter. And that's where Ryan Clark comes in. He went off on the unit as a former great defender himself for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here he is on ESPN's Get Up. Man, I don't care. You talk about Lamar Jackson, you are dead wrong. And that's why the guy on Twitter found out that Lamar Jackson is from Miami. And he summoned up his ancestors, Trick Daddy and Trina, and said, you don't know Nan. And then he answered him. Lamar Jackson did exactly what you need to do. If we are down a point, and you give me the football, I drive down and score, then my defense has to stop you. Himbo just texted me, and Himbo said, 
the, the, the Baltimore Ravens defense has played the worst combined game in the history of the NFL in their four losses. In their four losses, in the fourth quarter alone, the Baltimore Ravens defense have given up 539 yards yeah. and 63 points, y'all. Could you imagine if any team walked out and for four quarters straight, they gave up 63 points? That's what the Baltimore Ravens are doing. And yes, it is Trevor Lawrence crowning achievement. It is his big time NFL moment. But that loss is on the defense. You got to make a stop. You got to poke a ball out. You got to make a tackle. You got to get them short of the, the down the game. You got to make a play on a two point conversion. This is on the Baltimore Ravens defense. Lamar Jackson has put this team in a position to win. If you tell me, Right now, any time in life when I'm playing for Pittsburgh that, hey, you know what? We're going to give you a seven-point lead. The game's going to be close to the end, and we're going to put the football in the hands of a second-year quarterback. I'm going to say, you know what? Send Ben home. Send home Jerome Bettis. Send home fast Willie Parker. You can take Mike T. home, too. Leave the 11 dudes on the field and Coach LeBeau out here. We'll see y'all in the locker room after the shower. That's on the Ravens' defense. Yeah, that's an ugly stat from Clark, Sarah. In the four losses, the defense has given up 64 points and 539 yards in the fourth quarter. That's just not going to cut it. It's not championship winning football. Yeah, and Bobby, there's that other ugly stat that you already cited, right? That Sunday marked the third time this season that defense has allowed the deciding score in the final 15 seconds of a game. Bobby, to add to that, that's never happened before in the 26 years of existence as a franchise. That's according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Yeah, and Ravens players didn't need to hear those numbers to know that they have flat out stumbled late in games. Sarah, linebacker Patrick Queen said in the postgame locker room that, quote, we can't be a great defense if we can't stop nobody in the fourth, close quote. And Bobby, it's just, it's too bad. The hope was that the late collapses were in the past as the defensive unit has been much better in recent weeks. In fact, according to ESPN, it was ranked third in the entire NFL, third in both points allowed and yards allowed over the last four weeks. I can remember a time that they were still ranked number 32 early this season. But as soon as you think it's behind him, it creeps back up and got him again late in the fourth quarter. Veteran Justin Houston said the defense was lackadaisical on the final drive in which the Jags went 80 yards for a touchdown and a two-point conversion in just a minute 48. Bobby, it's unacceptable. Now, it will certainly help when the Ravens get back Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams for sure, but those guys won't help anything if this unit continues to have a lackadaisical approach in the future. So with Lamar Jackson responding to that Twitter user who suggested the Ravens should let number eight walk based on his recent play and in turn spend that money on building a more well-rounded team. This whole back and forth between them, all of it has reignited the conversation surrounding Lamar's future and of course his contract situation. Oh yeah, just what we all want to talk about right now. Here's Michael Vick. Look, I understand the business acumen. In, in this whole situation, like okay. it, it, it makes sense for you to get the most money that you can possibly make in this game because, like you say, one false movie, season end, career can be ended, injury, and then you know you may get treated a certain way. Right. And, and so that's that's logical. That's that that could become fact. But one, I think Cleveland made that move to make it hard for Baltimore. Right. Two. When you when you accept this type of money, 
versus based on cap space and the one thing that it becomes a real issue is that it's hard to sign other guys, man. Right. It's hard to keep teams together. Right. You're going to eventually have to restructure. Um, Lamar said, yeah, I'll restructure. Yeah. <laughs> as long as y'all keep giving them signing balls, I will restructure. Yeah, but, but I need that 300 million, you guarantee yeah, though. but man, you can't go out. Now, now it limits your chances. To me, it limits your chances of going out and getting the championship. Which is exactly why there's such an emphasis on chasing Super Bowl titles when quarterbacks are within their rookie deals. We've talked about this before on The Vault. The Ravens front office understands that this is it. The days of Lamar being a bargain are over after this season. Over. That's essentially the message they indirectly sent ahead of the trade deadline earlier this month by going out and getting one of the game's top linebackers in Roquan Smith. This team is in win-now mode because the 2023 offseason is going to be super complicated from a front office standpoint. And honestly, partner, one for the ages for this franchise, no matter how it ends up working out. Yeah, which is a good segue back to the tweet that jump-started all of this and brought it back to light. ESPN Stephen A. Smith, he actually thinks that that Twitter user and his criticism, his take, he thinks it was fair game. What I'm saying is in that moment, what the man text is because of what he is seeing around Lamar Jackson. Right. And he's saying, you ain't enough, bro, based on what we're seeing. There's a difference, Lamar Jackson, if you're listening, between somebody saying that you're not worth the money because your talent ain't there, which is utterly ridiculous because we know how electrifying and mercurial you are. It is another thing entirely to say, why give you that money if we going to see what we've seen yesterday? Because you're proving that as great as you are, you ain't enough. And this is a hard cap league, which is the National Football League. And for you to get that money, it takes significantly away from others. Why should we spend that money on you? So for starters, was Lamar not enough on Sunday in Jacksonville or was Baltimore's defensive collapse to the tune of surrendering 18 fourth quarter points, just flat out unacceptable. Because, partner, I'm going with the latter. And that's not to let Lamar off easy because he has to be better in the deep ball accuracy department, among other things. I just feel like this dude has willed this organization to victory more times than we can count on two hands. And after a while, that kind of expectation becomes a heavy burden. It just does. Just because he's been far from his MVP caliber self this year doesn't mean he hasn't been playing good football. Check the numbers, check the win-loss record, check whatever you want. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I guess the moral of the story of this kind of whole topic that we're doing here is while I personally definitely think the Ravens should re-sign Lamar Jackson, to me it's not a question. The idea is if Lamar wasn't enough because of a defensive collapse, and that means he needs to pick up even more of a slack. And we already know the Ravens aren't getting him wide receivers. And then when he does cost much more money, not only do you not have receivers, but then potentially you don't have offensive linemen or you have an even worse defense. So I think what Stephen A is trying to say here is that it's not crazy for some fans to view it in a way that's like, ooh, I don't know if this is enough. Now, I still personally would never let go of Lamar, but I at least get the other point of view. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this update from NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. Quote, Lamar Jackson is joining the Broncos. Jackson, the former Bears defensive back, 
cleared waivers and is signing with Denver's practice squad per source. Lamar Jackson's new team faces Lamar Jackson and the Ravens on Sunday. Close quote. Bobby, when I first read that, I definitely, my heart sank. I did not know what was going on. But this looks like it's going to be a Lamar Jackson versus Lamar Jackson game on Sunday. Also, this just in, 35-year-old Deshaun Jackson is still fast. Really, really fast. Because according to Next Gen Stats, he hit 21.72 miles per hour on his 62-yard reception Sunday, which was the fastest of any wide receiver in the NFL this season. Also, longtime former Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams. He's signing with, wait for it, <laughs> the Chiefs on their practice squad with the idea of going to the active roster, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Also, we've been asked many times on this show about the disappearance of Odafe Owe in terms of sack production. And one fan recently asked Jeff Zrebeck if it might be a good idea to make him a healthy scratch and maybe in favor of David Ajabo. Zrebeck replied, quote, that thought has crossed my mind, close quote. And finally, many people poke fun at how often Patrick Ricard is on the field, especially on passing plays. Now it's true that Ricard has lined up wide, but it's only been 11 total times this season. The vast majority of time, he's been used as a pass blocker for Lamar, and his usage seems to be working. According to data analyst Daniel Reese, the Ravens' EPA on pass plays with Ricard on the field is 0.21 versus negative 0.09 without him. That's a significant improvement. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising with us. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that's all the time we've got today, but the Vault will be back on Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know.